Hey everyone, welcome to episode 86 of You Heard It Here Second. New episodes are released every week on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well. So just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. A uh, couple major topics. World uh, Series is lit. World Series is lit. That's that's the topic. Derek and Steve present. Do you and think it changes the integrity of pizza? Are you anti fruit no, on a pizza? So no, 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 no. Like if I so like I see someone eating pizza with fruit on it, I'm like, look at that guy. Like that's not even really pizza. Like no, that's not that's not really my stance on it. Tex <laughs> is a cool guy. Who's, like, who's our favorite? Tex is our Bluetooth speaker's name. Hot chip challenge. Derek yep. is afraid to do it. I am. I might do it. I, I am not afraid to do it. Ooh. I am. I am opposed to doing it. You heard <laughs> it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode number eighty-six of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek, alongside Steve. Steve, it's been a long time. Welcome back, Derek. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome um, back. All this time off, all these travels for you. No travels for me, but. Um, well, you were the reason we didn't podcast yesterday. That's true. Yes, that's true. I was at the Celtics game yesterday. True. But, so you were part of um, the. the I, was, I was certainly part of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but just I didn't. That wasn't meant to be a, a shot at you. That was that's meant to be. The, a, I didn't travel anywhere, and you traveled crazy places. <laughs> I went to crazy so, places, which um, uh, you'll talk about later. I, I will, well, no, it's just opening now. drive. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sure. I didn't even see it. Yep. There you go. Thanksgiving recap. Um, cool. Yeah. So no, the reason we were gone Thanksgiving break. Hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, I spent it with my family in London. Right. Um, and actually, we went to Oxford as well. So I guess you can yep. just say I spent it in England. I went from New England to Old England um, to the average Britain, and it was a whole lot of fun. Um, I'll talk more in my final drive about Oxford, the city. But if you've been to London, it's like the New York of, of Europe, basically. You need to go to Oxford. It is basically the Boston of Europe. It is full of schools. It's all young people. It's really old, a lot of history. Loved it. Um but now I'm back in the uh, boring old U.S. of A. New England. Old in New England, New England. The newer England. Yeah. How was my, your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was good. Uh, I was I stayed local. I went to my parents' house uh, on the South Shore of Mass. Uh, stayed there. Saw some friends from high school. Uh, the last Right before I came back, I watched the Pats with some friends from high school I haven't seen in a while. Um, so it was good. Nothing too crazy. Uh, last night, went to the Celtics game, as I mentioned. We'll talk about the Celtics later and during sports. Um, we did miss, I think, a couple that we, we missed the week before as well because it wasn't th- not because of Thanksgiving. I, and I don't remember everything of why. I think you had a work trip and I, then I also had a Celtics game and it yeah. just didn't work. So didn't work. Um, we took a little hiatus and um, we're on a day later this schedule, but we figured yeah. uh, we figured we're, why not because we were already off. For we're three, way so. out of it. So happy Wednesday, um, everyone. Happy Wednesday if that's when you're listening uh, when it's released. So episode 86 uh we have a very similar structure we didn't change that while we were gone Mm. um we have the bc update and pop culture and sports but we have good substantial stuff in all three topics true um so anything you want to say before we kick it off well i just want to say i'm glad to be here thanks for having me derek awesome so here we go got another dude it's better than this guys being dudes Dudes to the right, dudes to the left, stuck in the middle with you. Got another dude! Heisman Trophy, Bronco Nagurski Award, Ultimate Dudes. Got another dude! O-Line U, bunch of dudes. All right, so that kicks us into the BC update. So, uh, I will let you kick it off with this headline, because it's a good headline. It's a good headline. (laughs) So, last week, BC crushed Clemson via Syracuse. Um, Clemson is number one, by the way. Clemson is number one, and we just beat them last week. Beat the tar out of them. We 
crushed him via Syracuse. Via Syracuse. Um, <laughs> Forty-two to fourteen, BC rolls over Syracuse, um, who be, who is the who, only team to beat Clemson this year. Through the transitive property, we cr- we murdered Clemson, the number one team in the in the nation. If you erase the game that we lost to Clemson, then we are far superior to Clemson. Yeah. Um, so the facts are the facts. We we've rolled through the past three games. Um, we've crushed every opponent. Syracuse, who actually did beat Clemson in a very close game, and we played Clemson very close till the fourth quarter. Um, we blew them out of the water. It wasn't yeah. even a contest. Um, A.J. Dillon shows that he's going to be on Heisman Watch starting next year. Yeah, um, He's a stud. And it, it really ha- – so if you go back and listen to clips from literally <laughs> – It's funny. We'll have to do it later. We'll have, we'll have to, to go get them, but eight was, weeks ago, nine yeah. weeks ago, when we were just trashing Adazio. We were. We, were. Uh, we talked about this morning. We are not – on, we're not riding and dying with Adazio. No, we're not, just riding at the yet. moment. Right. Um, it's not a. It's not a lifelong ticket. Nope. It's a season by season ticket. Yeah. So and, and, yeah. And the way I described it to you is that so there, there's certain. To, you could be a defender of a coach. Like you could say I'm on this coach's side. You know this coach has proven enough to me that I'm on his side. The, the example that we'll talk about it maybe mm-hmm. probably in sports is Jimbo, which which we'll get to it later. But Jimbo leaving FSU is like. If you are on the bandwagon, or not, the, or if you are on the stance, which I think a lot of people are, that I want Jimbo to stay, even though Jimbo had a bad year, I want him to stay. Correct, defender. That means you defend that coach. I'm not there for Dazio. If Dazio has a bad year next year, I'm not going to say, "Well, I still defend him." No, I won't defend him. No way. But right now, I mean, you, there's really nobody that can say at the end of the season that he should be fired. I mean, yeah. there's no. This season was not the nail in the coffin for his firing. It just, it, it just wasn't. It's it was a good so year. funny. That Adazio has yet again <laughs> played a season on the edge of losing his job and yeah. just saved it yeah. at seven and five. Yeah, like, and, and it's not a great season. It's not, but then but you have to keep him. It's not, but you what you look at is you look at um, the four years prior with St- with um, Spaz, right? You look at those years. Mm-hmm. And you look at as frustrating and as much as we have complained about Steve Adazio during his time here, you're you're going to look at what he's going to tell you, which is four bowl appearances in five years. He's gunning for bowls, which is like, which is, which can't be completely written off. I'll be honest. Like, like, uh, yes, last year was not a successful season. Like, he can't write that as a successful season to any real fan. Like, the six and six finish and the bowl win did not mean it was a success, but it wasn't an utter failure. You know. But like if if you're reaching bowl games, you're at least not sinking, you know, like Spaz was. We're going two and ten. The floor you know? is right where it needs to be. Yeah. The ceiling I don't think is very high. So I think we're I like Adazio and he's yeah. doing just enough. I think if we keep this crew, yeah. we've got a freshman who led all receiving yards, freshman who led all passing Only yards team in, and yeah. a freshman who led all rushing yards. Right. Only team in FBS to have freshmen leading all three categories. Which is incredible. And yeah. two, maybe three, I've only seen two, but two of them tweeted yeah, I saw Within that. the past two days, glowing reviews of Boston College as a school and as a program. So they are in. They have bought in. They're trying to get other recruits here. So I think you can't lose that. This is at least something you have to build on. If I mean, this is probably the most we've had to build on in 10 years. Like, yeah. I can't think of a, the last time we had a young core team besides just our offensive line. And and. I think you mentioned it this morning that how many of our offensive starters are returning? All but one? Uh, I think, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're losing a left guard, I think, or right one of our guards we're losing. But 
Um, I did see recently that we did, we got a four-star offensive guard recruit. So um, we are restocking. We have John Baker coming back as well, uh, who was our center who got injured for the year. Probably, I believe, we'll get a medical redshirt. Or he's, I know he's, I'm fairly certain he's back next year. Mm-hmm. And so we did have a freshman step in at center and play really well. Um, so Baker can come back and either move to guard or the other, or he can, the other guy can move to guard. Like yeah. the, the, you're bringing everybody back. And at the skill positions, you're bringing them all back essentially, except. So- we I do we do Michael lose Walker. some all stars on defense. Yeah, um, that's going to be an issue. Uh, the, a lot of guys have stepped up and played very well on defense, so I don't see that being a big issue. But mm-hmm. it's certainly what we have to look at for next year. In terms of the bowl game, I think they've got us looking at the pinstripe bowl again this year, which was we were at the pinstripe bowl a couple years ago. Yeah, th- there's a couple there's a couple possibilities um, for bowl games. I've heard pinstripe bowl. I've heard uh, Independence Bowl, Military Bowl. And I think the Sun Bowl. So there's there's a, there's a set there, but the Pinstripe is a popular one because the Pinstripe Bowl committee we know uh, has incentive to pick BC. Yeah. I mean, there was they had a successful bowl as far as attendance and you know interest went a couple of years ago. Um, and they you know in New York City, BC is always going to be a, a strong showing for yeah. the fan base. So um, they have reason to pick them, and and it's it seems to slot in relatively appropriately for them to land in the Pinstripe potentially. So yeah. Um, also, I'll let you do the honors. Yeah, so I mean, we talked about AJ Dillon here. Uh, the he's I did read he's the first Boston College player since they joined the ACC. I guess it's not that surprising, but first player for BC since they joined the ACC to win the ACC Rookie of the Year. Cool. Um, almost unanimously, he won that award. Not really surprising because he's a freshman who topped fourteen hundred yards. Um, first team All ACC is no joke. I mean, Rookie of the Year is one thing. To be first team All ACC running back. Is is a is a legit deal, yeah. And let alone for a true freshman, so um, that's a huge thing. And then did he the, end up beating Lamar for the didn't. rushing yard? He did. Okay. He came like eleven yards short or something. He was gotcha. very very close to Lamar Jackson for the ACC rushing title. Um, this one stood out to me a little bit. Now, full disclosure, I don't know exactly how many people get um, awarded like honorable mentions for the, for, the, for the All ACC, but regard, even if it is a lot, BC had nine players named to the All ACC team, which is more than they've had ever that we've been a fan of them, I, I have to yeah. imagine. Um, so A.J. Dillon's first team, uh, Lucas Dennis, the safety, and Chris Lindstrom, offensive tackle, both made second team. Uh, Harold Landry and Ty Schwab and Tommy Sweeney and Michael Walker all made third team, uh, all ACC. Zach Allen, an honorable mention, which I think is kind of a yeah, joke. Yeah, he played really I mean, well. Han- he honestly should be ahead of Landry because Landry missed half the season. Um, and Sam Schmall also is a guard who got honorable mention. So nine guys for BC to the all ACC team is very impressive. There's, I don't know what else to say. Nine is we're a lot. Gonna... I, I, I will taper that a bit with like, we're yeah, set. We were seven and five team. Yeah. There's been undefeated national championship FSU teams. Like, Oh yeah. FSU might have nine guys make the all yeah. ACC team yeah, this year yeah, yeah. and they're terrible. Yeah. So it's true. take that with a grain of salt, but for BC relative to our past performances, this is amazing and it's something to grow on. So I'm, yeah. I'm in, I will say right now, Adazio, write the check for one more year. You have to. You, you just have, have to. to. And and last, the last note on that, which um, we probably said before, but is another critical reason, is just because of the trio of freshmen. I mean, you can't fire the coach if there's at all a risk that those players will want to leave because of that. You know, because yeah. I mean, the reality is those players came here to play for him. But like, he recruited them and they they signed the letter. AJ Dillon flipped from Michigan to come play for Steve Adazio. Boggles my mind why at the time. <laughs> at the yeah. time he did that, but. We can't sit here and complain about him anymore, at least not until next year, and, and, and give him a chance to succeed more. So yeah. so we are in on Adazio for next year. 
Um, moving on from BC football, we'll touch on BC basketball really quick because yep. I don't know much about it. I've only watched a few games. Uh, five and two overall, four and zero oh at home. Um, it says zero oh and one away, but that can't be right because we have two losses. So, um, yeah. looking okay. We're beating the teams we're supposed to beat. We lost a close game to Texas Tech. Um, that's all I know. I mean, our we don't have a big man, which is the worst. We play a, an aggressive zone defense, which yeah. is also the worst if you don't have a big man who plays aggressive defense. Um, so I, I'm in on Jim Christian. I think I like the players we have. I don't think we're ever going to be a very good basketball team with him as head coach. But if we make the tournament, listen, I'm yeah. all in. Yeah. We've, we haven't made a tournament in how long? Uh, <laughs> 12 years uh, at least yeah probably 12 years which is incredible yeah it's, it's there's a bad. lot of teams that make the yeah the march madness bracket a lot <laughs> and you like i don't know yeah bc basketball frustrates me i don't watch it as much we are not very good but five and two is not a bad record to start the year we've played some cupcake games but um we've also we've, we've been relatively competitive we, yeah. we we lost by a, a good chunk to providence the other night but yeah. um bc's lost to texas tech was a close game um, down to the wire, pretty much. So, hey, we said this about the football team after they went three and nine. True, we're looking for positive strides, and this there are some positive strides here that I've seen with Boston College basketball. We'll take what we can get. And I'm in the same spot with the coach that I was before. I think he's a bad coach, but <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens. With let's it. see what let's, happens. Let's, let's give him a let's shot. Let's see what happens. That's it for PC <laughs> update, Derek. Do you have anything else to say about I the PC update? I do not. I'm excited to talk about this football team more as the bowl game approaches because it's you know it's been a while since we've had a team that we went to the bowl game feeling good about it yeah. as opposed to if last in, year when we If felt, it's in New York, will you go? I'm going to try. Cool. We're, we're going skiing on the 29th, and that game would be on the 27th, so just got to figure out logistics. But mm. definitely got to make an effort to go if it's in New York. It's close enough close enough to get there. So cool. we'll see. We'll, we'll let you guys know as soon as we find out. You'll probably find out before we do because we yeah. only podcast once a week. But sure. uh, whenever that gets announced, we will be talking about it. So cool. All right, moving along to pop culture. All right, so that brings us into period number two with pop culture. Um, so we have a few topics here. I'll let you kick off the first one with some big news sure. that I think dropped yesterday or Monday sometime so, earlier. Yeah, in the week. so Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Um, have announced their engagement. Yep. Um, so Meghan Markle, um, one of the stars of the the pop cult classic. <laughs> I don't know what to call this show, but I don't Suits. Know. Suits, yeah. She's whatever. Star, that she's is. one of the stars of Suits. Whatever type of show you want to describe that as. That's a, um, actually a great question. I don't know. Right. How do you a, define that? A quirky drama, um, I guess. And um, everybody's favorite outcast and wild child, Prince Harry. Um, they have announced their engagement. There goes our shot with it's another over. beautiful yep. princess. Off the market. Princess off the market. Off the market. Um, so we had this question. Yeah. If she gets married to Prince Harry, becomes a legit princess, yep. and they break up or they get divorced or, or get annulled, whatever they have to do, is she still a princess? That's a great is question. Is that our chance? I mean, is my that first our... answer was I thought no, but I don't know. Because like, is it like being knighted where you're always right, a knight? Right. Probably not. But Prince Harry's always a prince. I don't know. You know, maybe. Well, let's see. That's how it's tough because. So if you become princess and then, so if you're royalty, right? You're king. 
King Steve, right? Sure. And then you die, you're always still King Steve. Sure. Yeah, not, of course. He's not king now, but he's, he's still called King Steve. Yeah. Now, but the difference here would be, like, if you get divorced, you're, like, actively undoing the way by which you became princess. Yes. So that's why I got to think she's not princess anymore if she gets divorced. But I'm going to I'm gonna roll with she's still princess and pray. I don't want to say pray, but if something happens and yeah. they break up or for whatever reason just doesn't work, maybe they should be, they're like, yeah, you know what? This isn't going to work. Yeah. We should see other people. Then, but then there's, there's a, a princess, princess on the market. She's floating around. Yeah. Yeah. That would be big. We've got a shot. For that reason, I'll also agree with that. Yeah. Even though I'm not sure I agree with the logistics of it, I agree with the outcome. Because then is we that would have – because there's no more princesses on the market. There's no princesses. On, yeah, correct. Right? Right. It's, there I mean, can't be. I there mean, can't be. Unless well, – Unless this whole thing has already been settled Unless our kids before. can get married – unless they all have daughters and our kids can marry their daughters. Right, which is extremely unlikely. Makes us uncle princes. Uncle – prince uncles, yeah. Prince uncles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that, that's one option. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, or step so, <laughs> princes, step prince step, dads, step prince dads. Yeah. Step prince dads. Step. If your if if your daughter if your son marries a princess, you are a step prince dad. Prince, prince dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all right. So now cool. our life goals are set. Okay. So um, become step prince dad. Uh, so moving on from that. Next up, a topic that Derek said he knows nothing about, <laughs> Grammy nominations. And I actually have a good fact for you, Derek. All See right. if you can pick it out. Okay. What is missing from this group of people? Album of the Year artists are Childish Gambino, Jay-Z, Kendrick Lamar, Lord, and Bruno Mars. So what is missing? Like, there's a nominee missing? No, like... Oh. Which, like, what, what is different? There's, there's something missing from this Album of the Year. Lineup: Childish Gambino, Jay Z, Kendrick Lamar, Lord, and Bruno Mars. So, are you saying there's another person that should be here? No, there's like oh. a there's typically a person who's there, or typically a type like Taylor of, Swift. There's typically a type of person who's there who's not there. Oh, uh, let's see. Hmm. I don't know. Like, a, no, there's no country first, person. First time in Grammy history, I heard that no white male was nominated for album oh, of wow. the year. Yeah. Wow. Right? Interesting fact. That is interesting. Um, so, Childish Gambino's up for Awaken My Love, Jay-Z for 444, Kendrick Lamar for Damn, <laughs> Lord for Melodrama, and Bruno Mars for 24 Karat Magic. Right. Um, you've heard some songs from these albums, I'm, I'm sure. sure. Yeah. Who's your pick to win it? Ooh, my pick to win it? I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Childish Gambino. Okay, that's an interesting pick. Yeah. He's probably... In Vegas, the lowest odds to win, I would guess. That's why I'm picking him. Oh, wow. I'm going for the payout. That's not. I'm going for the payout. No. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm picking him because uh, I just think I'm, I feel like he's made a wave and uh, popu- you know popularity is no- You know nothing <laughs> about this. I know nothing about this. <laughs> okay. My vote, I think my vote would go to Kendrick, even though like I don't love Kendrick Lamar, but I think that album of the ones up there mm-hmm. is, is probably the one I vote for. And I love Lord, but she's had her time. So I say Kendrick. So Kendrick is both I think you Kendrick think will and sweep. want? Yeah. Or you, yeah, okay. I think he'll sweep. Okay, cool. Um, that's my vote. All right. Um, Grammys, that's all we know about the Grammys. We could go through songs. We could go through like Country Artist of the Year and all that bull crap, but yeah. we don't want to do that. So it's probably Blake Shelton because everyone loves Blake Shelton for no reason. Sexiest man of the year. Yeah. Sexiest man alive. Yeah. Blake Shelton. Brutal. Brutal. I'm Glad sorry. he's not on album of the year. Sexiest album of the year. No <laughs> yeah. way. That's a different one. It's a different award. There's album <laughs> of the year and there's sexiest album of he, the year. It's just him, all, all his different <laughs> albums. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so that's it for the Grammys. Just a quick hit there. Also, next, Derek, you want to introduce this? I'll introduce this because I have no part in it, so I will be like the host of this segment. You be the hype and man. You be the uh, you be the flavor. You're flavor. the you're the talent for the segment, and I'm just the host. You're the flavor. So this drum roll, please. It's Steve's mega movie review of Palooza, which he's going to review five movies that he watched all during Thanksgiving break. Rap- While he was traveling. Rapid succession. Rapid succession. He's going to do quick reviews, like one to two sentence mm-hmm. analysis and his Steve Nicholas Avocado's rating. Okay? Ready. Ready. Number one, Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Weird. Good soundtrack. Weird. It is... What's that guy's name? You know the, the character? Oh, now i got to look up his name. Uh, this is not going to be as fast as I want. That's okay. I mean... Baby Driver guy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, baby driver. Oh, so I typed in baby you river. You search baby driver guy. Oh man, okay. I'm gonna search baby driver IMDb. Yes, it is. What's his name? First one to find his name wins. <laughs> oh, what's a stupid name? The actor. The actor who uh, plays the who plays the kid Ansel Elgort. And I don't know. I didn't Ansel know his name. Elgort <laughs> who plays the who plays the uh, role of baby okay. in Baby Driver. He's the weirdest thing. He's got like this. Almost like semi-autistic, I get it. That's the idea. He's kind of like deaf and mute, but he's really not, whatever. Um, if he was more engaging and a better character, this movie would be amazing. It's the first time in years I've liked a car chase, really. There's like two or three great car chases. Soundtrack's amazing. Uh, acting's amazing besides the the, ba- the actual baby driver. Um, so all in all, decent movie. 82% Steve Nicholas Avocados. 82. Not certified. Not certified. Next one, The House. The House. Very dumb. Dumb. <laughs> Great cast. It's um, <laughs> Amy Poehler, Will Ferrell. Oh, right. Um, the guy, I don't know his name, but he's in a lot of stuff now. The crazy guys guy with wild hair. He's in um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's in... Uh, that's yeah, all I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, think I, I know who you're talking about. Um, but he is hilarious. And so I actually... I'm going to change my review of this because now that I'm thinking about it, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> this movie is good, funny. It's Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler doing what they do best, dumb humor. <laughs> it's this idea that gets out of control. And the movie starts off stupid and gets way better and has a great finish. So 85% Steve Nicholas Avocados. Wow, 85? Not certified Glock. Not certified Glock. These are no, all not certified. Number, okay, spoiler alert. They're all, none, of them, <laughs> yeah. none of them are certified. They're so all you can bad. skip past it if you don't, want, if you yeah. don't care anymore. Number three, Despicable Me 3. Weird. Good soundtrack, dumb. Sixty percent Steven Nicholas Avocados. The the third installation is is just kind of they're trying too hard too to, much. to force stuff. His brother shows up and has his accent but different. It and it's Steve it's Steve Carell doing a different Gru accent. It's just annoying the whole time. Minions are great, but sixty percent Steven Nicholas Avocados, not certified. <laughs> okay. Number four, which I'm looking forward to because your your short description looks like a tweet from the president. The circle. <laughs> Not good. Poorly acted. <laughs> over exaggerated. Um, Tom, you'd think it was. You'd think it'd be great. Great cast. It has um, Emma Watson. Um, Tom Hanks is in it. Uh, there's a few other uh, big name actors. The, the guy from Star Wars. The um, the stormtrooper guy. Yep. Um, terrible movie. There's everyone's over exaggerating every single thing, and then the important things they just talk about normally. It's so weird. Um, I would highly recommend not watching it. It's actually not very good. 45% Steve Nicholas Avocados, Rotten Guac. Rotten Guac. Which oh, is bad. God, bad that, that, guac. I assume that's Brown bad. Guac. Yeah, Brown Guac. Brown Guac. Brown Guac. Number five. Not, number five, the final one, Keanu. Keanu. So I thought this might be good because it's Key and Peel, and we saw Get Out, which was just Peel. He directed it. Yes. 
I don't know if he did anything for Keanu because this was very not funny. There were there were funny moments because they're they're good actors, they're funny guys. Um, there's there's probably two or three laugh out loud moments, but most of mostly it's just like awkward, cringeworthy humor. Um, kind of funny, mostly the worst. Fifty six percent Steve Nichols avocados. Fifty six, not brown, not but, brown, okay. but just. Day, a couple days old. Subpar guac. Yeah, it's just yeah, guac. Okay. It is Leftover basic, guac. Basic porn guac. So, Derek, yeah. that does it. That does it. Yeah, for it does. For Steve's Mega oh, Movie Review of Palooza. Steve's Mega Movie Review of Palooza. I hope you guys enjoyed the <laughs> Review of Palooza. That's probably the only time that will ever happen. I yeah. took two seven-hour flights, watched two movies each, and then watched a movie over Christmas, over the uh, Thanksgiving break yeah. after Thanksgiving. So, Wow. How often do you get to review That's a lot of movies? movie watching. And how That's many have you movie. seen? None of those. None of those. How many are you going to see? Uh, based on your reviews, two. Which two? The first two. Baby Driver and The House. I would recommend The House, then Baby Driver. But right. depending on your mood. I'll watch them in that order. But yeah, like if it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like if I want a little bit more intense and I maybe feel like car chases or something, I'll probably watch Baby Driver. If you don't feel like car chases, don't watch Baby Driver. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because that's what that movie that's is. That's what that movie is. And if I want a good soundtrack, I'll watch The House. Correct. No. Wrong. Right. That was not, that was by design okay i said it wrong okay so so that does it it for pop culture and it moves us right into a very busy sports section the monster jam all right so sports time uh we'll start off with the nfl um we've missed a lot in the nfl so we we can't try to like recap what we've missed um but there's one big one that dropped a couple days ago uh, or maybe just today. It was today. Yeah, today. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was today actually. Um, Eli Manning has been benched by the New York Giants. Benched, and as in like number n- two quarterback now, and not just sat down, not just not going to start, not, not like just a, we don't want him to get hurt. Precautionary. Like they they literally use the term benched. Yeah, they're like he's bad. We're benching him for which is, Geno Smith, which is very bad. Yes. It's a bad bad look, and it's unanimous across. The Twitter sphere, unanimous across the NFL community, yeah. that it's just a bad look for the Giants, and they're they're trying to backpedal and they're doing a bad job of it. Um, Eli got emotional on <laughs> on an interview. It was it's kind of sad. Yeah. He's like kind of choked up. Yeah, and it's just not the like your only job is to not make Eli cry. If you're <laughs> the head coach of the Giants, your only job probably is just yeah. to not make Eli cry. Yeah, that's like it. they're bad at football this year. But they know they've got a good team. Like they yeah. can build around they, it. They're not the Cleveland Browns. Like they Correct. Don't, they're, they're like, yeah. no one is. Was anyone calling for Eli? Was anyone uh, calling no. for Eli to be benched? No, no. Not so that like, why they bench him? Bench great, everyone great else. Question. Like, there's no real. I mean, okay. Look, there's one reason that you'd bench Eli, which is to tank. Which I'm kind of okay with. Be- yeah. Only because like, so at my core, I like at my core, I don't want to support tanking. Like, I don't, but it's a reality. Like, teams are going to do it. When their season's lost, it makes sense for you to lose at that point. Like, I know it stinks. Like, I don't want my team to lose. I would never want to root for my team to lose. But subconsciously, like, if your team's 1-10, you don't want to go 2-10. You don't want to win the next game. Because, mm-hmm. like, you're just, in the NFL, you're just moving yourself from first pick to sixth pick, you know? Yeah. Which can sometimes be a big difference. So, that's the reason you would bench Eli. That's not the reason that they're portraying it as. Like they're, yeah. they're making it seem like they're going to evaluate Geno Smith to be like the Giants next year. They're not even trying to like create a lie around it. Yeah. Which which everyone would just happily accept. Yeah. If if they said our season's over, yeah. we don't want Eli to get hurt. Yeah. We're going to reassess it 
uh, the, on the off season. Something. Perfect. Yeah. Everyone would be like, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Instead, they say benched. And yeah. they, the reporters are like, is this your last game ever as a Giant? He's like, I don't know. Yeah. And it's he, so he sad. Has, he has no answer And Ben McAdoo, like, with his slick back hair, won't be there longer than yeah, a couple I mean, more weeks, yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. And then they're going to have an upset Eli. Which seems crazy to me that like that ownership would let that happen. Like with yeah. a coach who is like, just they're, they're going to get rid of him, you would assume. And to just let him make this move that has such creates such PR backlash is just crazy. And like... Ben McAdoo it's, discovered yeah. some hair gel over the offseason, starts slicking back <laughs> his hair, and now he thinks he's a badass yeah, he and does. can start benching this Hall of Fame, probably Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, and here's the thing. There's a certain line of like, and, and, I, and I fully support that like you need to do what's best for your team. You know, Hall of Fame player comes to the point in his career where you're no longer like thinking that he's the guy anymore. That's okay. Like yeah. end of the season, you can cut Eli. You know, you can yeah. release him and say, we appreciate everything Eli did here, but we're yeah. gonna re- we're gonna hit the reset button. Yeah, this is you so don't weird. bench him in week thirteen, like <laughs> yeah. and say like you know what you're one he in, sucks. Like we're benching him now. When you're out of the playoffs and you're one and now ten, or like whatever you are. that makes the taste so much worse if they move on from Eli at the end of this year. Like they benched him and then cut him. Like no, just release him at the end of the year and say we need to rebuild. You know, we need to rebuild. We're gonna draft a quarterback and we're gonna go from here. Again, I don't know if I would support that decision either. I think they should draft a quarterback and have him wait behind Eli for yeah. a year or two. But it, it's, I mean, it's crazy to treat him this way um, for a guy that's won two Super Bowls for you. I mean, and it's like that's, so it's it's weird just because it's so easy. You're in the perfect position to not make Eli cry at this point. To not make anyone cry. Yeah, you could, no one it's, is no one is paying attention to the Giants it's anymore. It's the perfect time. It's the easiest thing ever to just say we're going to give Geno Smith some more reps. Yeah. We want to give him some yeah. looks. Our, we're, we're, we want to yeah. win football games, but we understand our spot. Gino is going to be our starting quarterback for the rest of the season. Yeah. And no one would say a word. They, just, yeah. they would probably say, great idea. Yeah. Don't yeah. hurt Eli. We need yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Have Eli play the first quarter and then take him out. Yeah. And, and then, the, the, you know, the thing – this started turning into the thing about Eli's streak then, too. I don't, like, you just, I don't know if you saw that quote, but no. Eli was – they asked Eli, like, how he feels about that considering his streak. He's got the longest yeah, start, start streak. streak. And and Eli gave this answer of like you know I didn't want like this streak to be I didn't want to be starting just for the sake of the streak. He's like if they want to take me out at the end like after the start and then I don't have a chance to be out there to win the game for my team, then like what's the point of starting like yeah. just just for the sake of a streak? Which, a good which, which which it's a good answer for him. It's a bad answer for what tells me that went beyond went on behind the scenes. They went up to Eli and they were like, hey, we're we're not going to play you. But, like, do you want us to start you just, like, so you can keep this streak going? He's like, no. He's like, no, that's ridiculous. That's like, good for him. Like, yeah. So, I, I'm with Eli in this situation. I, yeah, I think it's ridiculous. Like you said, there, this was so easy to not make a big deal. Yeah. No I mean, one is, no one, like, the Giants have a bad, they had a bad year. Like, no one care. like, no one is up in arms about it. Like, they had a, they, they underperformed. Everyone knows they still have good players in their team. Like, there's no reason to do anything. Like, this, and this may not be the best comparison, in it, but it's eerily, eerily similar, is his brother Peyton. When he's getting old, yeah. he has a neck surgery, like, all right, maybe you're in, maybe you're out. Mm-hmm. Cut him. Yeah. Thanks for everything. Andrew Luck's future. Yeah. Even though they don't, Giants don't have a future, like, with, with yeah. Geno Smith. Well, right, but they're going to have a pick w- in the top six or whatever. Yeah, and then strapped. he goes and wins a Super Bowl with the Broncos. Yeah. Like, I get yeah. it. Their defense was amazing. Yeah. But, like, these quarterbacks still have stuff in them. Yeah. Like, if you put a good enough team around them, they will yeah. win Super Bowls. Yeah. yeah. Like Super Bowl winning quarterbacks will win you another Super Bowl yeah. if their team is good enough. Yeah. It's true. 
So that's true. I, I think that's a dumb. And, I think that's a dumb move by the Giants. Yeah, and, and look, and like I said, I, I think I'm not. I'm not fully willing to jump on board the. I'm not willing to say without a doubt that Eli should stay the quarterback. Like, like I, if they don't think like, there's certainly some some validity to thinking that Eli might be over the hill and that he's not as good as he used to be and that he won't be good enough to eventually win. Do we know Super how old Bowl. he is? I mean, he's probably. I don't. He's probably 35. I I'm guessing. He's, yeah, he's not that old. I mean, he's um, older. He's not that old. He is 36. Okay. He turns 37 in January, so he, he's he's getting he's getting up there. But um, the point is. Um, for me, it's not it's not the idea of transitioning from Eli. I don't think that's an absurd idea. I think it's the way they're handling this midseason at a just completely random and stupid time. To me, all all indications point to them tanking, but they're handling it the wrong way. Yeah. Like they're they're tank. Like you know what it could be? It could be one side of them sees that the 49ers are now starting Jimmy Garoppolo. 49ers are one and ten. You have a chance to slide below them in the standings, get closer to that number one pick. Yeah. The tanking side of it is fine with me, but like. Just handle it differently. You just either keep playing Eli and pull him early, play play call conservatively. There's so many ways you can tank. Yeah, publicly shaming your two-time Super Bowl champion quarterback. It's ridiculous. It's the worst way to do it's, it. There's so many ways to tank. So yeah. anyway, anyway, Eli. There's going to be more to come from that. You, yeah, and, and I think it'll, I think it'll all be on the side of Eli and everyone else on. Yeah, against I mean, there's Mac nothing Day, Eli so. can do wrong in this situation. I mean, he like. He's having a bad year. Everyone knows that. And so now it's on the Giants to not treat him like he's some schmuck who, like, just came up through their system and threw 10 picks in, in two weeks or something. Like uh, like Nathan Peterman for the Bills. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb, too. So um, We'll talk about that another time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but moving along to another person who may be out of their job and into a different job, Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher. A head coach of Florida earlier. State yeah. who won a national championship Less than three years ago, meh, four years ago, 2013, is considering, I don't know how the, I've looked at it, I don't know how the details have have come about, it's still very, very, sources. there's something going on, but but. he he is looking, or they're looking at, Texas A&M is looking at offering Jimbo Fisher a job at Texas A&M. And some sources are saying he's he's doing it. Some sources are saying that it's a a done deal. Other sources are saying it's possible it's not. He's backpedaled a bit in the past couple of days. Just in terms of like the very PC answers that are like, like yeah, I'm like I can't comment on to that. Yeah, 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 speak, yeah, blah blah yeah. blah. Um, however, that's not really the issue. Whether he goes or stays, we can debate that all day. The, the question is, why would he go? Yeah. Does it make any sense to go from Florida State, nope. who you obviously had a bad season, but no one cares about the season if you're Florida State. I'm a Florida State fan. My family's Florida State yeah. fans. They care, but they're like Your quarterback. Tor- our Heisman tor- candidate tor- tor- quarterback tore his ACL week one in a loss. <laughs> so in a, yeah, a loss to, is a big deal in college football in yeah. week one. <laughs> so. And and we started a freshman quarterback the entire year yeah. who who played all right. Yeah. Um. So I I I don't see how this like this season has is actually been the reason that he would consider. You know how long Jim has been there offhand? A long time. Considering he was the offensive coordinator under okay. um, Bobby Bowden for the, a while, the only thing that I can think of to justify this move is that he just needs a change. Because yeah. I'm sorry, he's been watching a little too much at ESPN if he thinks that going to Texas A&M is yeah. an upgrade over Florida State. I don't know why, like ESPN As, flaunts Texas A&M like a well, like it's a good and, job. and I just mean the SEC in general. Yeah, exactly. Like, so there is, I mean, you know, despite what ESPN will tell you, the SEC is not the Far superior conference to all the other conferences in college football. There was there was a there was a couple years, you know, 
in the last decade that they were. There's no denying that. There was a few years that they had very top-heavy set of teams yeah. that were the best teams in the country. But those days are, are no longer here. I'm Now, I'm not saying the SEC is bad. They're probably still the best conference, but maybe by a hair over the ACC or the Big Ten even or, yeah. or other these other conferences. And Texas A&M is not at the top of the SEC. No. They're not even close. No. FSU is number two in the ACC pretty firmly. I mean, my I guess Miami snuck in this year. But over, if you take the last five or ten years as a sample size, FSU is firmly number two in the, in the ACC. Maybe over a larger sample, contending to be number one with Clemson. So why he would move makes no sense to me. With there, your I star mean, quarterback coming back next year. I haven't looked at it, but technically they're offering him more money. But like at this point in your career, if you're a head coach at a – one of probably the top-paying organizations yeah. in college football yeah. and have already won a national championship. Like, how much mo- more money could be the reason you yeah. leave? Like that—that's—I don't think that would be the reason he leaves. The obvious thing is there's probably some tension between him and the powers that be with there at FSU. Be. There has to that be. we don't know. There has to be something that is that is unseen between the relationship between the school and Jimbo. And I'm curious about—I don't know how how tuned in with this part of it you are, but I'm curious about what the fan base thinks of Jimbo. I thought they all liked him at Jimbo. one point, but is that still the case with all FSU fans? I'm not I don't know. I'm yeah, so Jimbo, th- there's been reports like, oh, he's like received death threats and like, oh, people You're are always th- going to get those. From it's me. just crazy. Like, like no one, no actual Florida State fan thinks yeah. that Jimbo is a bad coach. We, we yeah. had this conversation. There's yeah. only four head coaches in college football yeah. that have won a national championship. Yeah. Four. It, with how yeah. many FBS teams? Yeah. Uh, how many D1 100, schools? 180, 150? Yeah. Only four coaches have have won national yeah. championship, and Jimbo's one of them. So, yeah. and we know that. Yeah. So we are. I'm totally on board with Jimbo. My family's totally on board with Jimbo. Everyone I know who's a Florida State fan is on board with Jimbo. Mm-hmm. It's just strange now that he would con- like the fact that he's even considering it. People are kind of. That's why every, this is so confusing. Everyone's yeah. like, well, I don't. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like you it would. Doesn't. Why would you do that? Like we love you. Stay. Stay forever. <laughs> it doesn't. But like I so like I said, it could be the players love him. Yeah. The fans love him. I thought the organization loved him, thought the school loved him, but all that makes sense to me would be um basically either there's the need for a change or some tension with between, you know, the like you said the powers that be at Florida State. That, yeah. Those are the only things that make sense to me. And I will grant I will grant that moving to A&M is like probably as good of a move to a vacancy that he could make right now. But like as yeah. far as far as if he want if he wanted if his goal was like I need to Leave I need to year. coach somewhere else next year yeah. that's probably the best move he could make right now I mean he could go to Florida I suppose it's so weird but, though like it, Texas A&M I, is I not like a I powerhouse I, I don't yeah anyway it doesn't make sense um, anyway I think more of this story will will come out over the next couple of days I honestly give it a fifty fifty chance the last thing I'll the last thing I'll say about the, the one thing I will give him about Texas A and M not being a powerhouse is that um, and I have no idea if this is part of his thought process, but he may want to go to a place that isn't a powerhouse that he can make a powerhouse. That's such a weird. I mean, it's like because you were, you basically did that. FSU was not exactly we, at yeah. the end of Bobby Bowden's career. He was kind of just there because he was the figurehead. Yeah. yeah. Now, and the and the school yeah. wasn't that good mm-hmm. because of Jim. Like Jimbo is an excellent recruiter. He's the yeah. number one in in high school yeah. recruits every single year, yeah. if not top three. He is a, an unbelievable recruiter. The the players yeah. love him. Yeah. Um. So I don't see what the reason is. I mean, there's some theories, and but there's no definitive answer yet. So once the decision's actually made, I'm yeah. sure we'll find out more. But um, we'll find I out, honestly I give it. A, I think he could stay at Florida State. I, yeah. I do. I mean. Yeah. 
mainly because it, my brain won't process why he would leave. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't um, really make a lot yeah, of sense. But so. either way, it's a, it's an interesting story. So yeah. we'll we'll keep you updated. So there it is, Jimbo uh, potentially on his way out. Um, um, moving along from football, unless you have any other thoughts on football. I don't think I have any other thoughts on football. I think we can uh, we can go forward. All right, cool. So let's hit up the National Basketball yeah, Association. Basketball. Um, Celtics are on a tear. Celtics have been on a tear. They're on what we would call a hot streak. Uh, They're (laughs) on a hot streak. Now, they did lose uh, Monday night against Detroit, and they've lost twice in the last week. Wow. Um, Twice in their last four games. Cold streak. So it's cold streak. But the Celtics, as we talked uh, today, are 18-4, and which is far beyond what anybody could have expected them to be best in the nba right now still um the rock well the rockets haven't played as many games the rockets are 16 and 4 as of the last time i checked celtics were 18 and 4 golden state i think has six losses now um i'll double check that but so the celtics um certainly overachieving i mean the the clip they're 18 and 4 is on pace to win like close to 70 games i got they're not going to be a 70 win team um they but they I, i think the most encouraging thing for the celtics for me anyway, is that they what they've what they've erased from their repertoire, which they did a lot last year despite having a good team, was that is that they don't lose to bad teams anymore. They mm-hmm. don't lose to any teams that they should beat. Yeah. Teams that are clearly worse than them. What do you uh, attribute that difference to? I think it so I'm not totally sure. Um I think it's a lot of young players getting better. Like I think Jalen Brown like is a hu- like from year 1 to year 2 is huge and Jason Tatum's been way better than anybody could have expected him to be as a rookie. Um, but I think for me, so for me, it's their defense, which I think um, I've gotten into a few little arguments about this with a couple of our friends who are on the, on the more troll side of, of NBA fandom. Yeah. Um, but, but I, you know, defense is obviously a huge part hustle and effort and like, how hard are you trying? And sure. Yeah. The Celtics are, you, you can certainly convince me the Celtics are trying harder than the Cavs are right now. Yeah. I, I will buy that. Cause like, the Cavs have been here before, and they know that they can kind of coast through some of the season. I'm not saying that they have some switch; they'll become like the Warriors again, you know. But it's more than just effort on defense, and and like when you look at the Celtics roster, they're able to switch. And I've noticed this watching a lot of the games is that they just switch on every pick you set. You set a pick on them, they're just gonna switch. Like that's cool. You set a pick on me, I'll, he'll take that guy. I'll take this guy. Yeah. They their whole lineup is like six three to six ten. I know 6'3 is on the low end, but like most of their guys are like 6'7 to 6'10. Big wingspans, lateral quickness, like Jalen Brown, Tatum, Horford. Like they all switch on each other's guys. Like yeah. they all can cover everybody. And so for me, that's I think the reason that they're not losing to bad teams is because the bad teams can't get shots against them. The bad teams can't get free for for a shot. You need you now need stars to beat the Celtics. And the teams with stars still can beat them. Um but that's kind of the, I guess, my biggest takeaway from who's the Pistons the season star? so far. The Andre Drummond had a ridiculous game. Okay. Also, your boy Tobias Harris, he's great. Went nuts on Monday night. He, Did he? Uh, he had thirty-one points. I think it was on. He's a great I think player. He, he was eleven for fifteen shooting, on for thirty-one points, five for six from three. He was he, Tobias Harris is very good, which which does lead me into a little aside about that. The Pistons are a good team. I actually, I, I wasn't sure whether to be sold on the Pistons or not. Um, Avery Bradley, as you know, went there from the Celtics. He's mm-hmm. got a great role there. He he played extremely good defense on Kyrie Irving, which we knew that he could do from the past. Um, Reggie Jackson had 20 points and seven assists the other night. Reggie, um, they, he's they're a PC good team. Guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, and the the biggest difference is that Andre Drummond shoots free throws now. He can shoot them, so <laughs> um, that's kind of a huge difference because you literally had to take him off the floor at the end of games last year. 
Um, but yeah, Drummond had 26 points, 22 rebounds, and six assists in the game on Monday. So he he's a extremely um, difficult force to reckon with. Yeah. But I guess the point is is that um, the Celtics aren't going to sustain an 18 and four um, ratio of winning to losing. But they what I'm seeing this year is that they're not going to drop games like four in a row. You know, they're not going to like go out there and lose four in a row, including games against like the Knicks or like the yeah, magic, the the magic, <laughs> the magic who have come back down to earth, unfortunately way down to earth. <laughs> they're, they're underground. <laughs> um, nine, nine straight losses for the magic. Yeah, um, it's been a rough they were, they were best in the league at one they point. They were, they were, they were yes. the best team. In they the were league. the number one team in the NBA at one point. Um, but so, yeah, so I think um, that's what I'm seeing from the Celtics. Obviously very encouraging. Um, the biggest thing when I step back, big picture, is that I get more and more excited that the this off season was the right off season because if you if you really just bring yourself back a month, there were a lot of questions about whether this was like the right thing they did. So you know, two like, two follow up questions, not to not to um, harp on the Celtics yeah. too much, but one is the Gordon Hayward question. Yeah, when he comes back, does he make your team better? Do you insert him in the starting lineup yeah. right away? Because a team that's this good, I mean, yeah. basketball is, of all the sports, yeah. more chemistry-based than the yeah. others. How do you yeah. deal with Hayward coming back? I mean, he's your star, so yeah. he has to play. Of course. But, and does he, but does he make your team better? Like, how do you see yeah. that fitting in? So he do, he definitely makes the team better. Um, so if you ask me this, like, when they were 18 or when they were 16 and 2 or whatever, and it was like, you know, right now if Hayward came back, would you put him in the starting lineup? At that point in time, I'd probably be like, well, no, let's just keep the lineup the way it is because they have won 16 games in a row. Yeah. But – um, when he comes back, yes, I see him inserting right into the starting lineup at at what you would traditionally call the power forward. Um, the reason I I put the quotes there and I say that is because the NBA is different now. Like yeah. the NBA doesn't have these defined positions anymore. And you look at like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they're kind of like very similar body type, very similar. They're pretty similar players, I would say. Yeah. And they switch on everything, like I mentioned. Hayward is like another incarnation of that he's a little bit bigger is he a good defender he's he's a he's not like a stellar defender but he's a good enough he's a, he's a pretty decent defender um and he's the type of guy that would be able to switch along with those guys so for me he slots in right between like tatum and horford as far as size goes and i think that he'll slot right in next year i i think that's your starting lineup for the celtics next year is Kyrie, jalen brown jason tatum gordon hayward and al horford so um to answer that question, yes. I think he slots in. I think that he makes them better. The biggest thing is that it takes away some minutes from the guys at the bottom of the barrel who are still okay, but yeah. they're not they're not good enough that you're going to like beat the Warriors consistently or beat the Cavs consistently. Who's I the, think he's that. Does he take away minutes from the big white guy with the worst haircut? Baines? Baines. Uh, he, Baines would probably have minutes still cut out for him because he's big. He's really big. You know, Baines is going to play against a guy Whew. like Drummond or like... Um, Disaster avoided. Yeah, <laughs> you can't have that, but... <laughs> No, he would take away minutes from guys like uh, like Semi Ojale and uh, Daniel Tice, the guy with all the tattoos on yeah. his arms. So, you know, he, the point is just a few of the worst players on the team that get minutes now who are still decent, you know, you're upgrading those minutes to be Hayward. So I cool. think, yes, absolutely. That's the biggest thing for me is like re- kind of reassurance that all the moves they made were the right moves because it looks like this is a team that can compete for a title next year probably or this year if Hayward can come back potentially. So, um so yeah, that's where I stand on them. And my so. final question about the Celtics yep. is so, and don't give me the like classic Derek answer <laughs> okay, for I'll, this. I'll try my hardest not to. I will not. Ky- who do we even care about Isaiah Thomas anymore? Who is Isaiah Thomas? <laughs> Kyrie Irving is God. He's even been more clutch than Isaiah. This is 
He has been more clutch statistically than Isaiah in the fourth quarter and in clutch yeah. situations. Yes. Do you does Boston kick Isaiah to the curb? Absolutely not. No. Um, Why not? Because so you're gonna you're gonna take that route with Isaiah Thomas. Just no, just boot him. No, I, no. so who I, needs him? It, it, no one needs him. We don't need him anymore. I, I we definitely don't need Isaiah anymore. But the, the, I have a I don't have a Derek stance on this. I have a I have a strong stance on this. Okay. Is that I, <laughs> I am I'm gonna, very I'm gonna get that quote for the next one. I don't have a Derek stance. I, have a I am stance. very very aggravated by Boston fans who cannot watch a Celtics game this year without comparing Kyrie Irving to Isaiah Thomas. Mm. That aggravates me very much. Okay. Like there is no reason to, to Isaiah Thomas had a his, had a, an historically good season last year. He averaged thirty points a game. He's five foot nine. Yeah. He averaged thirty points a game. He led the league in fourth quarter scoring. He like was ridiculous. Like that was absurd last year in a way that doesn't have to be the same this year. Like and Kyrie Irving doesn't have to score thirty points a game if he helps distribute the ball and he's a different player. And so yes, I will I will say that while last year I defended Isaiah obviously against Kyrie because Kyrie was on the Cavs and that was like just yeah. part, part of fandom. Kyrie's a better player than so Isaiah. So now is. are you all in on Kyrie? You I am, love him. I am fully in on on Kyrie instead of Isaiah. Yes. Wow. But there's, but I will never kick Isaiah to the curb. So not you, after what Isaiah did for the Celtics. So there's no chance. Who now that Isaiah plays for the Cavs, yeah. and will show up wanting to beat you, yeah. Who do you like better? Who do I? Who do I like? Which better? player who, do you like better? Which I I like Kyrie better. The the, the factor the, oh, the fact man. of what team you're on is too big for me. Like wow, that's too big of a factor for me. But I will never because he plays. I will in never, proximity with to LeBron in a very close proximity to LeBron. No, I mean, he could be on any other team. I would still say I like Kyrie more now because he's on the Celtics. Okay. You know, like that's, but him that's being a on the Cavs certainly. Me. Me. Oh, certainly. And yeah. him being on the Cavs is a real, real dilemma for me. Like a real <laughs> dilemma. Like I, I watch the Cavs games and I like cringe that Isaiah and Jay Crowder are celebrating with LeBron. It may, it makes me cringe. <laughs> yeah. But um, I will never boo Isaiah ever. You know, like the – I just won't. The, the Cavs, everybody in the garden will be booing LeBron. They'll be booing Kevin Love. I think there's no chance that Isaiah draws a single boo. Like really, this entire season. Oh yeah, I, I don't mean, think he will. Yeah. There, there's no way, and they're gonna put up a board. He's gonna cry, yeah. and he's gonna tank on purpose, <laughs> and and lose the game for and the then Cavs. Resign with the Celtics for the veteran minimum contract yes, next year. Probably he doesn't need. He doesn't care about money. He's never brought that up in discussion. Probably true. <laughs> um, final final question: Do you want to restart the bet? Restart the Who bet. Who stays longer on the Cavs? Oh wow! Isaiah Thomas or Jay Crowder? That's a legitimate question. <laughs> yeah. Because Isaiah Thomas is a free agent this year. It's but you're basically asking is Isaiah Thomas going to sign an extension with the Cavs or not? Uh, we can re up the bet for ten bucks. Um, I'm going to say Jay Crowder's on the Cavs for longer. Wow. Than Isaiah Thomas. I'll say Isaiah Thomas because I picked Isaiah we Thomas. We might as well. We might as well yeah, take the, as same well keep the same sides. Yes. Yeah. Let's keep the same players. I don't think he will. Ten dollar. I really don't. But I'll, I'm fine. But I mean, Jay Crowder has not been that good for Cleveland. So Jay Crowder could be gone at the deadline this year for like sure. so I mean okay. Isaiah Thomas will not be gone this year. That he's the only way Isaiah leaves is if they don't resign. This might him. be a better bet than the first this one. This is probably a better bet. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's gonna be resolved quicker. I don't see them just like building around Isaiah and Jay. About yeah. the two guys that we made our bet around <laughs> yeah. who would be around <laughs> yeah. longer. Yeah. So let's re it re up at ten bucks again. Re up so, deal. You um, heard it here second. The Cavs, by the way, have found their footing. They're good again. So good. Uh, okay, so moving on to the last sport we have to talk about, Lightning Bruins tomorrow. Yeah, we're both going. I'm riding a two and zero streak. You are. My team's playing in Boston after a 
0-13 streak of watching my team. Is that both Lightning? Or no. Who else did you see? I'm just, Ray, I, 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 think I, I forget. I, I, oh, no, I think it was Rays. I think it was you Rays. You did see the Rays. I yeah, saw yeah. the Rays. I don't and, think I was with you for the Rays. Only. No, I, yeah. I saw the Rays and the Lightning. I was, lightning. The first, I was with my the parents. I remember I, I saw there. the Rays with my parents yeah. and Lightning with you. Yeah. But no, right. JR. With JR. I was, I was at the Lightning one. Were oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was misremembering. You will I went, be to, to, you will I went be. to one of your, I think I went to your last lightning loss. Probably. But JR was with you for the lightning win. Yes. Yeah. So and now the streak is, is reversed. The lightning are an the objectively better team this year by a lot than the but than everyone in the league. Yeah. Um they're seventeen, five and two. The Bruins are ten, eight and four. The Bruins have been playing better of late. They did lose their last game. Um so this is an important game for the Bruins. And the Lightning uh, the and, Lightning did lose two in a row before winning tonight. Right. Um, so they beat the Sabres tonight, and they're coming off a yeah. win. Finally back in action. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting a good game. Yeah, me too. I, I am going, finally, this is the first time in a long time <laughs> that I've actually watched a game where we were the favorite. Yeah. I mean, it ha- it's happened before, obviously, yeah. but it's been a while. Yeah. So I'm going all out in this lightning like, gear. And it's also double good for you because, like, Tickets drop because the Bruins aren't as good. They're yeah, as good right now, and the Celtics eighteen and four record probably helped drive Bruins prices down. There so we go. It's working perfectly for you. I'm all in. I love it. So, so yeah, go that, Bolts. That's Wednesday night. We're going we'll be there. Oh, tonight. Then if you're listening, tonight. It's tonight. Listening. Yeah. So. Um. So any more? Which you thoughts? are listening if you can hear us. So. Yeah. Any more thoughts on sports? Uh, no, none. No more thoughts. That brings us to the final drive. Let's hit. You want to do final freaking drive? You want to go first? Or you want to go second? I want to go second because I want to know what yours is. All right, first. So I'll go first. Uh, it just says Bosch here. So you're yeah. wondering what Bosch is. It's not like Chris Bosch. Uh, I didn't didn't disclose this while you were doing your segment because I didn't want to you know, uh, take your thunder. But I watched a bunch of stuff too over Whoa. Thanksgiving break. Thanks I didn't go the road of movies, but uh, I decided to browse Amazon video and see what was there. And I stumbled across this show called Bosch. Um, it had good ratings, so I Can decided to watch it. it. Spell it for the people. B-O-S-C-H. So not like there's a silent scene there. So, um, Bosch, there's a funny story about this show that I will get that I will say here. Uh, it's a it's a it's basically a detective show. It's like a mystery. It's a crime show. It's a crime. It's like a it's um a little bit like Jack Reacher type thing, but like not as extreme and weird as Jack Reacher. But it's like this guy. It's all centered around this guy Bosch, who's like a detective, or sometimes like you know edges on doing the wrong thing like things that, things that detective. detectives aren't allowed to do but is the right thing to do you know when there's Classic. those moral conflict <laughs> yeah anyway um once upon a time in this podcast i i did a little mini final drive where i had this book called city of bones i don't know if you remember that but it was this book i had started reading that i did not finish reading <laughs> yeah. it was called city of bones where they found bones uh on a hill a child's bones and it opened up a murder mystery this show is written after that book really <laughs> so that whole that book is a whole series of books uh, about the character Harry Bosch, who I had forgotten that was his character's name, but then I started Harry watching Bosch? the show. Harry Bosch is so the character. So listen name. to this: you just read a, a book or a show, someone called Harry Bosch, and yeah. I just read one called Harry Hole, which wow. are the two like almost yeah. like sexual weird names <laughs> in <laughs> Harry Bosch Hole. Harry Bosch yeah. and Harry Hole. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, so yeah, so so this show is about this series of books about Harry Bosch. Anyway, um, I've watched uh, the so there. I think I've watched I've watched ten episodes of this show, and it's good. Uh, I probably rate it like an eighty-one. Wow, Dragon Fruits. Uh, I wouldn't call it certified Pattaya Colada because it's not like super super good, 
But uh, it's def it definitely kept my attention, at least while on a holiday break where I didn't have a lot else to do. So, Bosch on Amazon Video. It's an nice. Amazon original. Um, check it out. Cool. So, yeah. it's fine to consider you a Harry Bosch guy. <laughs> I, I would say that I um, have enjoyed myself a Harry Bosch over the last couple <laughs> weeks. So. Uh, okay. My final drive, as I mentioned, the um, opening drive is a little bit about Oxford, England. Um, I was there with my family over Thanksgiving. Highly, highly recommended. The, the cool thing about Oxford, I don't know if people know this, the city is basically named after the school. So the entire city is the school. If you get into Oxford, we were, we were traveling around with someone who actually goes th goes there, you get sorted, kind of like Harry Potter. They, they just sort you. If you don't pick your house, you get sorted into a school. They, they literally say, you are in this school of Oxford, this school of Oxford, this school of Oxford. And they're not designations by cl classes. It's not like the medicine school or the right. art school or the science school. It's almost like fraternities or sororities. You just get you just get a little pod of Oxford. And your pod is the same as all the other 30 pods, except you hang out with your pod of Oxford. So you walk into your courtyard. It's, a, it's almost like a the size of two city blocks, each pod. You walk into your courtyard, there's a church, a beautiful church, like the most gorgeous church you'd ever find in America. And there's 30 of them in Oxford for each school. The church, the classrooms and the dorm rooms and the cafeteria and it's boom 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 around the courtyard and there's 30 of them scattered throughout the city and it's all part of the same conglomerate of Oxford University um, so that makes for a very cool walking experience you're walking down these tiny brick streets every gate it's almost like everything is from the secret garden Have you seen that movie no everything's a castle with a wooden gate and you open it up and it's just this mirror image of a beautiful courtyard school church combo and then you turn around this other alleyway and the same thing open up garden beautiful church it just you're it's you could get lost it's almost like yeah. a church maze um, but i highly recommend going a lot of good pubs it's a it's a school town a lot of young people a lot of um beautiful scenery and it's only an hour and 10 minute train ride from london oh, that's not very easy train um, probably like a two-hour drive if you took the car, but they drive on the wrong side of the road and you stick shift. It's just <laughs> bad news. Yeah. Um, so take the train out to Oxford. It's uh, highly recommended, especially if you've been to London. London yeah. is just a it's just a huge city. It's yeah. it's fun. It's exciting, but it's just a very big city. Oxford is where you need to go if you want to experience real cool English culture. There it is. There it is. Oxford. Final drive. What do you give Oxford? Oxford. I give I give Oxford University <laughs> in Oxford City. I'll say, hmm, 89 Steve Nicholas oh, Avocados. Wow. Mm -hmm. Nice. <laughs> that's certified? Certified work. All right. <laughs> <laughs> is that good? That was great. No, that was bad. That, no, that was good. That was good. It's uh, bad. No, that was good. So that's it. That brings us to the end of episode 86. Ugh. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you guys next week back on our regular schedule Monday night, I think, uh, for episode 87. Hopefully. Later days.